Welcome to Our Current Obsession, the podcast that discusses all things film and TV. I'm Faith. I'm Kiwi. And I'm Liv. Today we're discussing episode three of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, I mean, this is our first week where we actually didn't all watch it together. And I actually felt the pain. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. Yeah, it felt really strange, but... I've rewatched this episode three times now. Oh my God. I honestly think it is such a masterpiece. They've done so amazing with it. My thing with this episode is like, at this point, I have no idea what the plot is, but I love it anyway. Like, I, I get it. I get it. But I also have no idea what's going on. But there's a lot of like different side plots and lots of going on. And it's not exactly clear to me in the same way. I don't know. I think because it's building so much on what's going to happen in like Spider-Man and like every, all the other films that are coming out, like there's so much going on and they can take it in whatever direction they want. And I don't think they'll like, we'll be disappointed. Yeah. Um, I just really thought that this episode was so immaculate. The aesthetic of it was really good too. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. But the editing and everything was really incredible. Mm-hmm. I think that as well, like they, I think what Marvel does really well with their TV shows, and they did it with WandaVision as well, is that they make me like characters that I haven't necessarily, not not that I dislike them, but that I just didn't feel any type of way about them. Like the same thing with Sharon. They gave her a personality, and this character really, apart from being the nurse or not nurse or whatever, to Steve Rogers, I was like, this woman came in for like one film and she was gone. I was pretty happy with her character because I know that we were all really nervous that she would just be a love interest. Yeah. And then she had like this whole life developed in, what was it, Magipore? Um, And I was like, I was digging her. And then, I mean, we can talk about this later on if we want, or we can talk about it now. I've seen theories that people think that she's the power broker. And honestly, I would dig that. I love that. I love that so much. She was so powerful. She was so fierce as well. The thing is, is she had control, but then by agreeing to like helping them out it kind of like weakened her control but deep down I actually think that theory will come out to be true because I think she's done that to Mm -hmm. make them like not seem that she's as confident as in like assertive as she is if that makes sense yeah so yeah I think think that's such a good theory I can dig that and because at the end when she's like talking to that woman and like gets in the car and she's like we have like two problems now I was like Hmm. hmm, I can only count one. Yeah. <laughs> I can only find one here. <laughs> yes, literally. And I think we also, ha- we have three ep- three episodes left. So there yeah. is time for them to, I don't think she's just going to be in one episode and she's gone. There's, no, there's no. she's going to be in more. So I definitely think there's more to her. Oh my God. I can't believe that there's only three episodes left. Every episode's gotten better. And I, I think I agree that this one has been the best so far. And I think the co-creator of this episode uh, is the writer for the John Wick movies, which explains so it much. Explains a lot about the action. One hundred percent. Oh, I can't believe it's nearly over. That's awful. But I'm still like, maybe it's just me, but I'm still unclear onto what film this directly links to. I've kind of just abandoned trying to figure that out, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going to accept this as like a standalone thing. Because, I mean, it's introducing some of the themes we saw in, like, Far From Home with, Mm -hmm. like, the people being displaced. But I think Far From Home kind of focused more on people being displaced and it's the people coming back from the blip. So this is more people being displaced, but they were the ones who stayed the whole time. Yeah. So I think that it's kind of cool we get those two kind of side things. So I think in a way it links to Far From Home. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I feel like we're not going to, like, explicitly get a link, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I think it's just... 
kind of given us loads of little side plots and then we'll put it together but I don't think it's just going to be in our face telling us what's going to be happening I guess yeah 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 the other thing that's like that rings a bell to me is like what in terms of like there's no more Avengers essentially because they've kind of all gone off on their own like the main people who are in Avengers just aren't there anymore so what what's next is there going to be like a big film where all of them come together like how are they going to get Wanda back how are they going to get Sam and Bucky together and is that is there going to be like a new form of the Avengers like I know they have the young Avengers but what what's next like how is I, I want a film where everyone comes together and are we going to get that anymore I don't know if we'll get that anytime soon but I know this is probably a really unpopular opinion but I really don't want like young Avengers <gasps> I don't know why tragic I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I just don't want that. I don't think I want a whole film on it. Uh, maybe because we don't know these characters yet, Keep. Maybe that's why you feel that way. Like Maybe. You've got to know them a bit better. Because this is how I felt about like Wonder and Vision. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to watch no show with these two characters. Like, I'm just like, eh. <laughs> but then, like, once I got to know them, I felt it a bit more. And I, I, I get in the same sense that I don't think I want a whole film dedicated to them. Like, I don't want to sit in the cinema for two hours just watching a film on them. But I think if they were somehow involved in, like, a big Avengers film or, like, a, a big fight film, whatever, then I might be more inclined to like it. I mean, I'm kind of excited for Young Avengers. <laughs> I don't know. I think at some point we have to, I hate to say it, we have to let go and move forward. And I trust them because, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm really excited for the Eternals movie. That oh. is, like, the next big, like, team movie. That's what I, I was say. thinking. I was thinking the Eternals somehow supposed to be, like, the next big get-together. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Because I think we have Black Widow and Shang-Chi um, for the rest of this year and then Eternals. So that would be the next, like, team movie. And I love everyone who's going to be in that movie. Mm. I think Eternals is a really cool concept. Liv, I'm not hearing it. <laughs> I'm not hearing this. <laughs> So I think Young Avengers, you just got to have faith in it. I think they can, Marvel's done it once. They can do it again. They've done it many a time. They can do it again. I I have faith in the Young Avengers. I really do. Faith has faith. (laughs) I got faith. (laughs) Do you know who else I don't think got enough airtime this episode? Sam. Yes. I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying that he's kind of a covered side character in his own show. But this, this is what I was talking about in our like first episode of this show is that there's so many different like side plots going on that I feel that at some point that there is a lot going on but how many episodes we have so like right now it kind of feels like the Bucky show because we're kind of going like Bucky's exploring this thing he has to go back into the Winter Soldier he has this thing where he's trying to make amends and all of that stuff so Bucky's a big character in himself anyway and then with Sam we obviously have that situation with his family which while it was in the first episode we haven't really seen more of it apart from the bit in this episode so I think there is more maybe the next episode I don't know the thing that frustrated me about this episode to do with Sam is the fact that he so when he was playing the smiling tiger obviously he got the phone call so therefore he was the one who like effed up in that situation Mm. and that's that annoyed me a little bit I wish it was Isaac who got the phone call like as much as I love that man (laughs) oh and another thing like really sorry off topic is about my love for him he gave me the ick when he was dancing I got the ick <laughs> I've never had the ick with him so yeah do I like Zemo I had to like remind myself he was a terrorist oh gosh yeah it's a big turn off 
No, but Marvel, again, Marvel has this thing where they turn these characters that previously were not good looking into like, whoo-hoo, they turn it into like <laughs> good looking people that have everyone interested. They did it for us. They honestly They did. really did. They did it for Faith because they know that she cannot help herself <laughs> when she sees a good looking man. They put Sam in the turtleneck and I was like, I'm done. This is yeah, like, this is you it. can end the episode. <laughs> face out tapped out once they're in the turtleneck i'm completely i'm i'm useless i my (laughs) brain was smooth all i saw was turtleneck and he is a very muscular man and i'm gonna stop talking now (laughs) yeah please let's change to a muscular man what do people think about us agent oh my god he is such a loser He honestly, like, when he was shown, like, throwing that guy up against the wall, mm-hmm. I was like, is that all you've got? Is that all you've like, got? do you know who I am? No, no. I don't. No one does. Like, no, we don't know who you are, loser. Like, I, like, I don't like you either. <laughs> like, the, him and his friend, the little site, the, the, oh, it, I'm, let me not even get into it. Him and his friend Battlestar is like, why? Why? Are you still here? It was so, like, that scene was so pathetic. I thought we were going to get him, like, punching him through the wall or something, like, really powerful, and he literally just, like, kind of pinned him up. And then he got a spat on. He oh, no, he spat it. on. Oh, but you know, you know what I mean, anyway. He deserved it. No offence. Sorry. I I think that it kind of makes sense. This kind of goes back to what you are talking to uh, before, how this episode felt like it focused on Bucky, because I think that the episodes where we get like John Walker confronting like Sam and Bucky mm. and like actually going back to like Louisiana, I think that that is going to focus so heavily on Sam that it makes sense to have like the Zemo episode focus on Bucky. Yeah. You get what I mean? It does because of their relationship. Yeah, I see it from both points of view, but and like because of there's so much going on, obviously we can't always focus on one character, but the thing is, is like, the, I think was it the first or the second episode that heavily focused on Bucky as well so mm-hmm. I see why there's an issue with it because it feels like the only story of Sam that we've got is his family issues yeah I'm hoping that when like they go back because we've seen like the trailer and stuff that they're gonna go back to like Louisiana yeah I, saw I that. hope that that will focus on Sam so maybe they were like first half we'll do a Bucky focus second half we'll do a Sam focus I think that that could even out we still have that stuff to sort out with Bucky, though, in terms of his, like, redemption, him going and asking for forgiveness and stuff. Because we haven't gone back to that, really. I'm just interested. I'm interested to see where, at the end of the show, where these two characters are and where their places are in the universe. Boyfriends. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> and, the, and the thing about Isaiah, oh, it really got to me. It's sad, isn't it? It is. And they don't even, they're not even like that remorseful about it. it it's just sad because it, it's just reality, to be honest. I think they got a pretty good payoff with like that Isaiah scene because it was only like five minutes. Mm. But I think that like every single time they've referenced it, it just hurts more. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm very impressed with how well like that scene and the story like has been written that like it keeps being like poignant. Definitely. And also the other scene that I liked is when, you know, they're on the um, private jet and they're talking about that. Um, what is that album? Trouble, Trouble Man? Marvin Gaye's Trouble Man. Yeah. And then and he's like to Zima, you're out, you're out of line, but he's right. It's comprehensive. It's complex. It's the African-American experience. Exactly. And he's like, he's bang out of order, but he's correct. That's so good. 
I, I just love the comedy. I know some people find the dialogue a bit clunky, and I guess in some areas in terms of how we understand the plot it is, but for the majority of it, I do love it. I thought it was pretty good. And I think that, like, once we learned Zemo was a baron, I was telling Kiwi this. I was like, am I a gold digger? You are. Because he became, like, a hundred times more attractive <laughs> once we learned he was, like, some royalty and rich. I was like, huh. You are a gold digger, but it is understandable because anyone would. You heard about the checkbook or checkbooks and you're like, I'll have that. Thank you. I was like, multiple cars, a plane? I was like, no, that was it for me. I was like, the plane, honey, you just became more attractive. I'm like, I, the cars? The fur coat? Yeah. I can't drive, so <laughs> if the plane for me is like, uh-huh. Oh, Wakanda's here now. Oh my God, We got yeah, AO. We didn't even talk about AO showing up. People. How did we not even speak about her? Yeah, well, that, I'm excited to see where that goes. We should have known that Wakanda would be coming for Zemo as soon as he got out. I was so happy to see her because like, remember her first interaction with um, Black Widow? That was absolutely perfection. So like, I don't know. I'm, cause now we need Zemo. So I'm like, what is Bucky gonna do? And I feel like this episode was kind of like trying to show us that he changed. Obviously I don't think he has. So I'm excited to see what evilness he does. Um, not gonna lie, I really just want to see US Agent just be a loser again. So it's not gonna be hard. I don't, you know what? I actually don't know what I want to happen next because I'm now focused on the fact that I'm stressed about there only being three more episodes. Oh my gosh. So, and then a big break. I don't, I, yeah, and I really don't know how to feel. I'm, yeah, that, that's, that's all I've got to say. Thank you for joining us on our podcast today. You've been listening to Our Current Obsession, available wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back next week to discuss the fourth episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Please subscribe now, and if you've enjoyed, leave a review. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ourcurrent_pod. underscore pod. Thank you.